As we look at God's word today and we consider James and what James continues to teach us about faith, we've been able to walk through lots of things about James. He deals with trials and tribulations and troubles that we have and uh, all the things that related to wisdom, worldly wisdom and heavenly wisdom, uh, tongue issues. Man, he, he deals with so many things that really do apply to our faith and how we live out that faith. Well, today, I hope you are able to get a Bible with you for you and your family who might be gathered with you today as we look to see what James teaches us about a very important topic. We're looking at James chapter 5. We're starting in verse 7, going through 11, and we're dealing with what he tells us straight out in this passage. He tells us at the beginning of this passage to be patient, and that's what we're going to talk about today. What does that mean according to James as it builds our faith and as we grow in our faith in Christ? How do we take this topic where he would say to us, be patient and apply it to all the things that you are going through in your life? How do we take this topic of be patient and be able to look at the world around us and the situations and the conditions, the circumstances, all the things, and how do we apply this understanding this biblical view and to help us growing our faith in Christ. You know, whether you remember as a child or even you're teaching this, your children this today, that when something goes wrong, they should count to 10, right, before they react. It's reaction kind of time. It's being able to see something that happens around you and not immediately react to it. And I believe that's what James was saying to this passage here, to these believers, these early Christians helping them to understand as they were going through trials, tribulations, all the trouble that was going on in their life, that they needed to step back and recognize that the Lord was in that. I hope, I hope we'll be able to see that looking at this passage. My desire is we'll be able to understand that James is teaching us that as followers and the faith that we have are people of faith who are saying that we're going to be patient. It's a hard one. It's a difficult lesson for us to learn and to apply. But let's look at the Bible today and see how we might read this scripture, see how James helps it connect to your life and to my life. James chapter five, starting in verse seven. He says, right out of the chute, be patient. Therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. He uses this term, coming of the Lord, three times in this passage. So he was focused on an understanding of what they were going to expect and to endure what was going to occur around them, what is occurring around them. Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until it receives the latter and the early rains. You also be patient. Establish your heart for the coming of the Lord. The coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brothers, so that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. As an example of suffering and patience, brothers, take the prophet who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, we consider those blessed who remain steadfast, you have heard of the steadfastness of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate, how the Lord is merciful. Well, that small amount of passage, those few verses, are just packed with great information about our lives. Great information that James is trying to teach us how we can grow in our faith. Obviously, to be patient has with it a great struggle for us. 
but he tells us as we began to read this passage that it really has to do with our look forward, what we see. Two words that I've already mentioned that really come up in this passage in great ways is the word expect and the word endure. How do we do those two things as we patiently wait upon the Lord? Now, during this time of all the things that's going on around us, we might even talk about the coming of the Lord might be soon. And we believe that the coming of the Lord will happen, that the Lord is going to come back. These early believers, these early Christians, James was telling them that, that it's going to happen. Now, it's been a good number of years, right, since uh, this was written and where we are today, and much has gone on in our history. Yet for believers, our focus is still the coming of the Lord and the fact that Lord is going to bring to conclusion all the things that's going on around us. The when of that and how of that, some of those things are interpreted different ways in the Bible, but we can be assured that James tells us that our faith is going to be a faith that's growing in the understanding that the Lord is going to return, the coming of the Lord. All these troubles, all these trials, all these situations, at some point, Christ is the victor. He has already done that for us, and we trust that in a great way. Now, as we look at this passage of Scripture, we began to think, what is he talking about when he talks about patience here? He's talking clearly about enduring or long-suffering in the midst of something, being able to stay put, being able to stand firm. Really, when you would like to run away from a situation or a condition that might be going on in your life personally, one of the things that would often happen is we want to run from something. But here, James gives us... The understanding of our faith, that our faith is built in Christ. He uses that word in a moment uh, in this passage to be established. Our faith is built in Christ so that we're established and that being established in Christ gives us the patience to be able to stay firm and to stand firm in all that's going on around us. James, in this passage, gives three illustrations. He gives an illustration of a farmer. He gives an illustration of the prophets, and he gives an illustration of Job. In a short amount of verses, he helps us as believers to understand in our being patient some biblical examples of what that really means. Now, obviously, for them, the understanding of a farmer became so real because they saw it all around them. They lived in the culture in which they lived by what they were growing, to able to eat and get their survival from. So James immediately says that as we're being patient and waiting upon the Lord and expecting Him, we do that as a farmer is the illustration for us. Look at that again as he tells us that the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth being patient about it until the farm receives the early rains and the late rains. There's a timing inside this. And that's one of the things that James is teaching us, that the timing of the Lord is so very important. The coming of the Lord is what we expect. The coming of the Lord is going to occur. The understanding that during the middle of that, as we continue to go, we are going to continue to suffer. He helps us to understand that even inside this passage. In verse 10, he says, As an example of suffering and patience, brother, take the prophets. Now, he helps them to recall that the prophets were expecting the Messiah. They were talking about the Messiah. But in the middle of their expecting him to come, they were also walking through a lot of suffering. So the timing of the coming of the Lord, the understanding that we expect that, but as we expect the coming of the Lord, we still are going to continue 
in the world in which we live and the trials and the tribulations and the troubles and all the things that come along with that. He wasn't saying that the Christians, believers, are going to be exempt from any of those things. Matter of fact, James was teaching just the opposite. That as we are going to walk through the world around us, we're going to walk through that with patience because we are expecting the coming of the Lord. We're expecting the suffering to continue around us. But we also know there's going to be a coming harvest. That's what he tells us about this farmer illustration, that the coming harvest is going to be what we need in our lives. What has to happen? Now, the coming harvest that he talks about after the early rains and late rains, it happens that they're going to produce this fruit in us. So again, the understanding of this suffering that we are being patient for is producing in you the kind of fruit that comes from the Spirit of the Lord. Paul would talk about that in Galatians when he talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Here, James puts it in the way of this harvest that's going to happen in our lives as we expect the coming of the Lord, as we expect the continuing of suffering. It's going to bring an understanding that we are expecting a harvest that's going to happen inside that. He goes on to tell us, as he not only gives us the illustration of the farmer and the illustration of the prophets, but the illustration of Job. As Job was expecting God to do something. But what he received from the Lord, after all the things that happened in the book of Job and to Job's life personally, what he received from the Lord was great compassion. We see that in the latter part of this chapter, or this verse, when he says down there in verse 11, And you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. So Job's understanding as he was expecting the coming of the Lord too was the understanding that as the Messiah was going to come, as the prophets were speaking about the Messiah, the understanding of the compassion that was going to come as he expected that from the Lord, as we can. So James says, be patient because the coming of the Lord is going to occur. As it occurs, as it's happening, we continue in suffering. And as we continue in suffering, we begin to understand that there's going to be a coming harvest into our life, a harvest of great good things that the Father is going to give to us. And the greatest of that is His compassion and His love. Now, in this understanding of patience in this verse, not only is there an understanding of expectation to expect the Lord, but it's also an understanding of endurance. As we're expecting, we're going to be enduring. Why are we going to be enduring is a great question, I believe, that comes out of this passage. One of the greatest of all these is because the Lord is producing the harvest in our lives. We are enduring all the things that goes around us, not because of our strength, not because of our ability, but because the Lord is producing the harvest in us. The Lord is the one who is doing the work. That's why he talks about the farmer. The farmer has no control over when the rains come or how much sunshine is going to be or anything related to that. It's an understanding that in the midst of that, the farmer is enduring what's happening. The prophets, in the same way, they were looking forward to the Messiah coming. They couldn't speed that up. They could do nothing about it other than preach. And and in the middle of that, they were enduring hardships and suffering, which led them to understand that the harvest was going to come. Job, in the middle of all of his struggles, 
didn't know, as we know, as we look back and read Job in the story, that at the end of that, the harvest that the Lord brought into his life was greater than anything he had had in the past. And that's a great encouragement to us. That's a great understanding to us because, see, in this passage of Scripture, it also tells us in verse 8 that you also be patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord. Because you see, as the Lord provides for us a harvest, He does that as our hearts are established on Him. Enduring, that, going back to that whole idea of staying firm, standing firm, being able to endure, endure all these things that are going on around us. Again, the illustrations are right there in, far, in front of us. The farmer enduring, the, the prophets enduring through the process. Job enduring through all the trials. It's allowing us to recognize that this endurance comes as our hearts are established. And our hearts are established not in ourselves, not in our righteousness, not in what we can do, but what Christ has done for us. The fact that Christ has died on the cross rose from the dead, that we might have life. He has endured the suffering. He endured the pain. He endured the separation from the Father so that we might have and be in that right relationship with God the Father through Christ, who has given His life that we might live, who rose from the dead, that we might have life. Now, as we recognize this passage... We also understand that the Lord reveals His purpose. And He tells us that down here in the very last verse we'll look at, verse 11. You have heard of the steadfastness of Job. You have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. And so I would ask you, as we recognize God's purpose, not only God's purpose for the world and God's purpose to draw us to Himself, but God's purpose for your life. How has God purposed you? Maybe for a certain role in life, maybe for a certain ministry in life, maybe for a certain opportunity that you might have in order to share the good news of Jesus. See, all of us have been made for a purpose. God has shaped us and made us. God has done that so that our lives might be purposeful to Him. And He tells us here in this verse that the purpose of the Lord... His purpose is to show us compassion. His purpose is to be merciful to us and to those around us. So we look at this passage and we hear again James say to us, Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. That's the encouragement of today. That's what we need to hear. How we are patient as we wait upon the Lord, as we expect Him, and as we endure through the things of life. And he gives us these illustrations. He gives us that illustration of the farmer so that we might keep working. He gives us the illustration of the prophets so that we might keep witnessing to others. He gives us the illustration of Job so that we might wait upon him. Because the Father is at work in your life, in the world around us. Sometimes it's hard to see. Sometimes it's hard to know. It's hard to recognize. But we recognize that because His great compassion and His mercy upon your life, He desires that relationship with you. So today our prayer would be that if you're not a follower of Christ, 
oh, you would come to him, that you would respond to his great love and mercy as he draws you to himself. If you are a believer, a follower of Christ, that we would indeed be the kind of people who are patiently waiting upon the Lord, expecting him. But as we expect him, we endure because of his compassion on us. Let's pray together. Eternal God and Heavenly Father, take this passage today, apply it to our lives, let it go deep in our spirit by your spirit, so that we might be the kind of people who look to the coming of the Lord with great expectation and great endurance as we walk through these things of life. Thank you for your love to us. Thank you for Jesus who died on the cross, rose again, that we might have life eternal. In his name we pray. Amen.